Welcome to the Manifestor's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Candy Nairobi Santana, law graduate turned actress, author, and producer. I believe life is all about creating from a place of wisdom, love, and courage. Each episode, we will bring you inspiring stories and messages to help you create your dream life today. This week's guest is my dear friend, Gia Despo. She is a makeup artist, entrepreneur, and influencer whose work has been featured in Elle magazine. She's worked on television productions. She promotes self-confidence and loving who you truly are with or without makeup. I can honestly say she's one of the most hardworking people I know and really practices what she preaches with following her dreams and living in her purpose. I hope you guys really enjoy listening to her journey and also gain some tips and advice that you can apply to your life starting today. Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode two of The Manifestor's Journey with Gia Despo. Hello, how are you? Hey, hey, good. <laughs> so before we get started uh, talking about your journey, your purpose, and how you got to where you are today, I just want to tell the listeners how we met a year, well not a year ago, but in 2017, um, I was referred to you by a really close friend of mine to do my makeup for my book cover for The Manifestor's Journey. And ever since we met, we had the most amazing conversation. And I think it was really close to your transition to becoming an entrepreneur a few months in. So you were really practicing all the principles from my book already. You were already doing them. Without even having read it. <laughs> exactly. So I want, let's get started. Tell me, tell us where you're from. So born in New York to Dominican parents, aside from believing in all the good juju things and positivity and always looking at the glass half full and always following your heart, that's something else that you and I have in common. Yes, yes, two Dominicans. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've lived in Puerto Rico, in the Dominican Republic, and that's where I did high school before coming back to the States to do college. Nice. And where where did your passion for makeup start? Was makeup something you always knew you wanted to do as your purpose, as your dream? Did you have this grand vision always? Definitely not. I am going to say, if anybody from high school listens, they will agree. I was that girl who wore aluminum colored, okay? <laughs> aluminum foil, silver liner. And um, I would always touch up my powder and uh, reapply my lip gloss 22 times a day. I was that girl. I always loved makeup, but never considered it as as a career. Never wow. thought about it. So how did it get started for you? So straight out of high school, I moved back to New York and got hired as a temporary employee for Macy's as holiday help in the clothing department. So imagine, it's December in Macy's. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, a lot of work. And um, I remember I was making $7 an hour and was promised that I could interview if something permanent opened up once my the holidays were over actually started working in the clothing area and it was my manager who told me, Gia, 
I think you'd be a good fit in the cosmetic department. And I know it was not because I did a good job at applying <laughs> at applying my makeup, okay? There are pictures to prove it. But I think that she saw the effort that I put into getting ready for work because that I did do. And she told me, you should go introduce yourself to the cosmetic department. I've mentioned your name to her. I think you'd be great there. So she mentioned your name and then she told you, like, hey, you should definitely do this. Correct. Yes. Wow. Then I did some digging mm -hmm. and I found out that those cosmetic girls made $7.70 an hour. Yes. <laughs> 70 cents more, 3% commission, and that they did not have to clean fitting rooms. I was like, I am all over this. <laughs> Introduced myself to the cosmetic department manager, told her I don't have any uh, makeup experience. I've never done makeup on other people, but I'm a quick learner. I love makeup. And if something opens up, I'd love to interview for it. She said, okay. And it was only a few weeks later when I was in between the clothing racks, still in that department where I started, when I started having issues clocking in and... I call human resources from the floor. I remember just like yesterday, it was a Friday. And the lady says, you were hired December 1st. Let me put you on hold. And when she picks the phone back up, Candy, she says to me, Sunday's your last day. Wow. This was after the holiday season. It was technically after the holiday season. Yeah, it was at this point, maybe the month of February. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was there crying in between the clothing racks and... I got let go of my little job. My Back in the States and two months in, that's it. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I was kind of devastated. And that was, Sunday was my last day. Wednesday, the cosmetic department manager calls. Wow. And she leaves a voicemail. She says, Gia, I'm calling because Estee Lauder is going, to, going into a gift with purchase promotion and they need help picking up orders from a back room and ringing up clients because they're going to be really busy. Can you come in? So you you got let go from your $7 an hour and you got a, you got upgraded within a few days. Yes, within, right? within a few days. Right, that's awesome. Without even having interviewed. Wow, so you skipped that whole process they mentioned you would have to go through. Yes, basically. correct. Mm -hmm. But it was just temp. It was just for the gift with purchase period. Right. That's it. I had never worked so hard a day in my life candy like that first day of gift come with me to the back room <laughs> first we're gonna go really really far away from the main counter okay we're gonna climb on ladders you have to climb on ladders mm -hmm. the shelves were deep the room was super super poorly lit And on top of that, because this Macy's was in a predominantly Asian area I had I was reading names that I had never read before. They were foreign to you. Completely foreign. So I would look at a piece of paper, and if it said Jose Perez, I would have been fine, or Joe Smith, I would have been fine. <laughs> right. But I would look at two other pieces of paper, and I would forget what name I went to. I went looking for. Anywho, it was a really, really great learning experience. And before GIF was over, two and a half weeks later, there I was putting moisturizer on faces and selling night creams and applying eyeliner on eye shapes that looked completely different than my own. And yeah. So that was the beginning of your journey. It wasn't even intentional. It was more of a, a manager who tells you, hey, you should check this out. 
and you get fired and get rehired, and that starts your makeup journey. Correct. That starts Gia, the makeup artist. Yes. Tell me how that was for you, the, the beginning experience. Did you stay after Gift of Purchase? Exactly. So it was a growing counter, and they hired me permanently to be a part of it. And it's so funny because everyone feels most comfortable in their own language. And I had a lot of Asian co-workers and there was a moment where I realized I was missing out on sales because clients would tell me they didn't need help. Wow. And then I would turn around and a $300 sale was happening behind me. So I remember even before GIF was over, I had to learn or I learned how may I help you? Today we have a free gift in Mandarin Chinese. How, say, tell us, how does it go? Well, first, my disclaimer is that the, if there's anyone speaking that speaks Mandarin listening to this right now, don't judge me. I haven't said it in a long time. You can actually DM me, message me, text me, whatever, and tell me, Gia, if I need some polishing, um, correct me if I'm wrong. But if I remember correctly, it's Xu Yao Pan Mama Woman Yo Mian Fei Wu. That is amazing. <laughs> Today we have a free gift. So you started working at this counter, which you didn't even necessarily intend to when you started working at Macy's. No. Nope. It just seemed like a better opportunity at the time. And fast forward, because I'm sure you have many obstacles you face, many different roles you played since starting your journey. What has been your most, like the longest position you've been in? What has been the position that's really inspired you and helped you grow the most? Well, so I was in, it's, it even sounds weird to say it. I was, because I was means I'm no longer in retail, <laughs> but so I was in retail, um, for 12 years. So my entire makeup career, on the side, I always did other kinds of work. I did production work. I've done shoots. My The biggest thing I was a part of, even while um, being a part of the retail world and having that life um, full-time, was I did a TV show in New York called Selling New York. It was on HGTV. Awesome. Yep. And I got to see... It was about selling real estate, multi-million dollar properties uh, in the city. And I saw sites of New York that I would have never been able to see. And it was an incredible, incredible experience. Probably the highlight of my side hustle right. while I was in my retail, my retail life. So fast forward, my last retail role was I was a sales and education coordinator for Bobby Brown Cosmetics. And what that means is a trainer, pretty much. It was my job to coach, train, and develop Bobby Brown artists for all of the different retailers. So Macy's, Bloomies, Neiman Sachs, Nordstrom's, some Sephora's in the South Florida and Puerto Rico area. So anything between Palm Beach and Puerto Rico. That's a huge region. It was a huge region, manage, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. 27, different, 27 different stores. It was teaching the artists about customer service and about how to apply makeup. and. You were a leader in the Bobby Brown community, basically. Yes, right? yes. Regionally, for sure. What made you take the leap from that Bobby Brown leader that, you know, that inspiration and trainer and all these different things that you have to do every day to saying, I'm going to take the leap and go for my own brand or go for my own business and become an entrepreneur and follow my dreams that way. 
so I loved my my time that I was with Bobby. I was with Bobby for a total of five years. That's a long time. That's it is amazing. a long time, yep. It they gave me opportunities that I would have never had otherwise. I have the confidence to stand up and speak in front of a crowd of 300 women because of Bobby Brown. And I know how to lead master classes and I know how to teach people that want to be makeup artists about artistry. And I know how to teach the everyday woman that doesn't know how to do basic makeup, how to do her makeup and how to break it down from the most basic simple steps and speak it in a language that the regular person that's not a makeup artist will understand and at the same time gave me the tools that I have now to see things from an artistic point of view and to and they developed that sense of a teacher that I have in me right so the current status of retail is tough Overall, brick and mortar is suffering and it's literally not a secret of how online has changed the game and is physically affecting so many so many retailers that are heritage retailers that have been around for a long time. Right, they've had to either transition, get with the times or something. I'm sure they have they've experienced some sort of struggle with how this online business has been able to take away business from them, basically. Yes, and then also it's that for brands that also have an on that have an online presence and a brick and mortar presence, they are all of a sudden investing their funds differently because their most profitable engine is online. Yeah. So it's like this whole little self-fulfilling cycle Mm -hmm. because it's the brands even competing against themselves uh in store that's interesting i've never heard it that way Mm -hmm. that they're competing against themselves yeah because they're able to save costs on certain things they're able to offer promotions online that they can't offer in store that continue to drive the consumer in that in that direction now how did this change uh affect your career so I, there were some cuts and I got more responsibility and my job description changed. And literally in the beginning, it was about coaching people and developing and celebrating talent. And then all of a sudden it's like teaching people how they're going to find the next customer. How are you going to host a, a party at a client's house and take the makeup to them? And how are you going to find a client from the shoe department that is in the clearance racks? And how are you going to bring them back to the counter to make them buy something that they didn't know they they wanted or they needed? Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely shifted the whole approach because there weren't customers anymore walking up to the up to the counters. Right. So your responsibilities expanded. Your role is now changing. And during this time, what did you feel? Like what what were your thoughts as you were doing this role? What made you decide I need to just go on my own? You know, not a reflection of the brand. It's an excellent brand, but more of you. What was it for you that made you say it's time for me to take my talent and build my business? So I've always done makeup on the side. So even if 
sales and makeup is something that comes naturally to me because I love helping women. And girl, if I feel like you need that concealer in your life, <laughs> I, I, no, I will tell you, if you don't buy it, I'm buying it for right. you. I, I love, but I love your social media because you always post the products and then you'll post like, this is where you can get it. This is how much you can cost. You don't know how helpful that is when, when someone's showing you, oh, this is the eyeliner I use. And then I go on your story and it has the price and the website. Honestly, why wouldn't I buy it? You've put everything out there for me. It's, it's, I do believe it's about helping women feel better, giving women self-confidence through the use of makeup and at the same time teaching them that they shouldn't depend on it right. to feel beautiful. So it's a combination of a lot of things, but I feel like that's why sales and makeup for me are like aligned naturally because the the sale comes from a place of love of you of you suggesting what's best for that person not correct. necessarily right correct and i always so sales always came naturally to me and i was always really good at them but doing makeup more than anything else and because of bobby i discovered that teaching makeup is also one of my one of my passions And I remember the day that I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Obviously, in your mind, you think about it for a long time. It's never a decision that takes, that that's like, happens in one day. We, always, we think about it for a while. It's uh, in our souls. Months. Right. Months you think about it. For me, it took my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until, what, three or four years ago? Is it four? Maybe three? That I said, okay, we're going to stop this train right here and we're going to hop on another one. That's basically what I did. I remember the day that it happened to me. It's like Oprah calls them aha moments. Yes, I My know. aha Super moment. Soul. I had just finished the month of December. It was like the end of uh, this, the season. And I was still like, so not recovered and not prepared to like plan the the spring season. And I remember like physically, emotionally not prepared. And I went to my boss's house for a planning meeting in her office. And she had built this amazing spreadsheet that had every event, every goal, every detail of everything that was going to happen for the following six months, pretty much, for those 20-something retail stores. Wow. So it was a big spreadsheet on a lot of pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that spreadsheet, I I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like a repeat of, of what the past season was. And I'm like... I can't do it anymore. Right. You have that moment of this is do or die right now. Literally. So as she's discussing dates with me, I'm just thinking, oh my goodness. Like, is this, is this the time? I feel like it really, really is. So I remember I went home that day and I told my husband, I am quitting my job. I can no longer, I can no longer do this. Like my heart is not. Is not part here. About this and hearing people's journeys and sharing our stories is things are always changing. Nothing stays the same. So if we get comfortable with the fact that everything's always changing and that we just have to trust our intuition and our inspiration and our heart's desires in that moment, that's the best we can do. You needed to trust yourself to say, I'm ready to go on my own. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. You needed to trust that. And look at all the things that's brought you since then. In 10 months, I built a big presence on The Knot, which is like the number one wedding website um, that women look for. For makeup or everything? For everything. It's okay. all, all kinds of vendors, yes. I'll let you know when I have to look on the <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah. Girl, we can create a profile for you. <laughs> And um, I did a destination wedding in the Bahamas for a celebrity client that shall remain unnamed. Unfortunately, those pictures are not released yet. And I have students that want to learn makeup artistry that I meet with on a weekly basis that want to empower women and, and make even more women feel beautiful. So I'm... I made the jump and it's been the best decision I've I've ever made, but I'm not going to tell you it wasn't scary. I'm not going to tell right. you that I didn't I canceled my gym membership. I <laughs> You made some cuts. I do manis and pedis on my own right. at home like right. And that's the that's the truth. No sacrifice, no glory, right. girl. That's the truth about taking a leap and the beginning of something. Yes. Right. So before my calendar, my inbox, like it was all planned out for me. Like I had a to-do list and I had things that needed to be executed and it was my job to make sure I got through all of those all of those things and now it's like you leave your job and then it's like, "Ooh, I have to find my own clients. Right. I have to figure out what I'm going to put out as content. Right. I have to update my own website." I have to see who I'm going to network with to build relationships that are going to allow me to be successful in the role that I now have. I'm going to have to interview and recruit other artists to be a part of my team. All of those things that maybe in some way, shape, or form were a part of your job before, but you're managing your time 100%. And that's a huge responsibility. Right, which it's scary to think, can I handle this? Right? I'm sure that question came across your mind. It's easy when you have that steady check and someone's planning your schedule. But when you have to go out there, it takes a lot of confidence to... And listen... You may not believe in yourself the minute you go out there. You may be like, I don't know about this. But you still try, right? And and the only way you're going to know is if you do it. Of course. Of the course. only way you know you can change your life is by making that one decision that now has put you where you are. Of course. Today, you know? Can I tell you what my biggest conversation with myself has been? And my biggest, like, Gia, this is it. And you and this is what you're worth, and this is what you're doing from this point going forward. So when you make that jump, Candy, you're afraid of not having enough clients. Right. You're afraid of, like, where is my money going to come from? And yeah, that, that that fear of, am I are my needs going to be met? Are my needs going to be met? Exactly. Right. Exactly, because you have student loans, you have a car payment, you, like, you have all of these things that are real life that you need to to be responsible for. That you can't pay with a positive check. Yeah, you can't, no. Um, So I remember thinking, what should my prices be? And like, I'm afraid that if I, my price is too high or my price is above average, that people are going to say no. And that I'm not going to have enough clients. And that if I don't have volume or X amount of people that I need 
or that if I get a lead and they think I'm expensive, then maybe if I give them some kind of discount, then at least I'll have the job secured. And it's about finding this balance between this fearful person that just made the jump and am I going to have enough work, period, because in the retail world I had presence, but not as an independent artist, not as a business owner, not as a team leader, all of those things that now I am. And I had other women that have supported me in this transition phase that say, Gia, are you crazy? Like, this is the minimum that someone with your experience, with your love for what you do, with your customer service skills, with how much you care. Yes, with how much you care about what it is that you do, with the makeup that you use in your kit, with the experience period that you have. Like, this is the minimum that you need to be charging clients. Um, so there's been different hurdles that you've had to overcome to get to, you know, where you are and your future is limitless. There's no telling where you're going to go because your drive, your potential, your purpose, like you breathe, sleep, what you talk about, you practice what you preach and anybody who meets you can see that. So it's interesting that when it's time for you to set a price, your mind is like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, like, let's lower this bar, Gia, we have to pay rent. And it's only through experience that you learn to have those conversations with yourself when you get to know the competition versus what you have to offer. And one of my favorite quotes of all time, all time, all time, all time, all time, is no one is you. And, and that, that is, is your power. power. Mm-hmm. It was literally not recited. I swear no. we don't have it on paper here. No, but I've, I've definitely heard That was like beautiful. acapella. You and I should like sing Super. together. No, then they would, no one would listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> that I know. I'm not good at it. No, that is, that is truly amazing. And I think the importance of sharing stories is really showing the truth of what it takes to be where you are. And really showing the journey. You know, your journey didn't start with you being a little girl saying, I want to be a makeup artist, which I, I've talked to a lot of teens and a lot of kids that are in college and they're like, I don't know. And and, and, and scary, but I always tell them, okay, it's okay. It's okay to not know right now. You'll figure it out. I know your story is similar in the sense that you invested a lot of time in something before making the jump into following your dreams and your passions. And it's funny because the system is a little messed up in that sense where we start studying and we invest money and energy and time into something that we think we like, but we don't know we love. And most of the time what happens, Candy, is that people have invested so much they're scared to let it go. That it's that it in your mind it becomes impossible oh to let it go. It, for me, I was I, I told you before, I did my bachelor's in three, got my master's degree. By by twenty I was done with college. Twenty two I have a master's. I'm working at the district attorney's office full time, going to going to grad school at night. By the next few years, I'm in my second year of law school. That's when I had my aha. <laughs> So all that investment... Girl, I, that sounds like a lot of student loans. <laughs> oh, love, we won't talk about that here. <laughs> um, but all of that time, I put into this career that I 
was going for because I was really scared to go for my first dream, which was to be an actress. And anyone who knows me knows that I've been putting on shows since I was younger, but I didn't feel that I can do it. And that's just the truth. I didn't grow up with anybody do it. I didn't see it around me. I just knew I can tell jokes. I can mimic people. And I loved performing. So let me just go be a lawyer. That's like the logical thing. <laughs> and there's a lot of lawyers that honestly acted or wanted to act. And when I had to make that decision of I'm not going to continue to build this life and I'm going to let it go, it felt like I was jumping off of a bridge. My body went through complete shock because I was like, I'm going to give this up. By the time I decided this, I was managing a multi-million dollar firm. I've already worked in criminal courts. I've worked in private sector. I was top third of my class the first year. And I, and I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be in my 40s pursuing a passion that's not mine anymore. And it's not what I want. So making the shift and just uttering the words, I'm going to be an actress, felt, <laughs> felt incredibly difficult for me. But what I've seen in my life since then has been truly magical. And that's why this podcast exists. That's why the book exists. That's why we met. You know, and your journey is similar because you had to take your leap as well. And that caused for us to be sitting together and doing a shoot for a book cover. And who knows what else you're going to do. But you had to make the decision first and have the courage and the heart because it takes heart to say, I'm going to do what I love. For sure, for sure. If there's the biggest thing I can share as a tip for anyone that's looking to take the leap of faith um, or that's unhappy with what they're doing and feel like they're ready to pursue something bigger and follow their heart is you have to start investing time in what it is that you love or in your side hustle, in your passion after you work. So there will come a time where you are working for your job that pays the bills. And then after that job, you can't relax. You can't go hang out with friends all the time. You can't sit down and watch Netflix or you can't unwind forever mm -hmm. and chill. Because if you go and stay in this permanent cycle of working the job that I dislike and then going home and needing to relax or disconnect from the world you'll be to, doing that forever. to recuperate from right. that. Yeah. You'll be in this little cycle right. where you're never able to build absolutely anything. So see how much you can build depending on what it is that you want to do before you make the jump so that you got a little, little something to grasp onto um, and you're not jumping out into thin air. Right, because you be, you always did makeup on the side. You were able to have sort of some sort of net. I don't want to say safety net because it, it still didn't feel like it was a safety net for you at the time. For um, sure. And it wouldn't have supplemented what you had with Bobby anyway. No, 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 it wouldn't have. Right, but you were, you were already slowly but surely growing who your brand. Correct. And who you were as a person. Correct. So... I have three lovely questions for you. If you can name one thing, I'm sure you have Betty, that you are grateful for. Being alive, number one. But can, can I tell a <laughs> gratitude story? I know she just said wrapping it up. 30-second gratitude story. Had a 2003 Acura 
less than two years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was an old car. And I kept putting money into it, money into it. And I remember having spent like $700 on, on a given week for t- to get something fixed on it. And the day that I was supposed to get a review from a new manager that I had, I my car wouldn't turn on. And it was a review that an old manager had written for me, by the way. And I was livid. And I had to go rent a car for $90 in Miami. If anybody lives in Miami Beach, <laughs> you know in South Beach how much it costs to rent a car. Right. Spent another $90 to rent a car just for the day. And I remember calling my mom and telling her, Mommy, can you believe this car again? And she listens to me rant about how upset I am about all of this money on this this car. And she says, Gia, do you know who this stuff happens to? To people that have cars. Okay. That is the truth. If you took the bus every day to work, or if you had to walk every day to work, then guess what? You wouldn't be having this problem. And can I tell you, Candy? All of a sudden, I find myself, obviously, after like a few weeks of digesting that (laughs) advice, it was not in the moment, but I find myself going to gratitude very often. And now when something bad happens, it's going to sound crazy. Okay. I am not on a unicorn as I say this, but, um, and sometimes my husband gets upset at me. He's like, you and your philosophies on life. (laughs) This is not the time. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes it's not the time, but if you practice it, I promise it helps. Anything bad that happened makes us stronger. Right, but right. I find myself all of a sudden thinking, how could this have been worse? Mm, that's and it way. could always have been worse. Always. And then all of a sudden I'm like, thank you because <laughs> it's not worse. Thank you because it sounds bizarre. It works for bizarre. you. It shifts. Bizarre. Right, but right. it does shift me right. for sure. So I'm grateful for my ability to go to gratitude when I need it because it helps so much to get through tough times. Right. Something I share in the book is to write down every single morning 10 things you're grateful for. I do it every day. As you can see, I have it right there. Every single day. And some days you're like, I'm grateful for water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grateful for my computer. And you don't think it's a big deal until you have to go through a hurricane and you don't have electricity for three days. Mm -hmm, Then mm -hmm. you're like, wow, I'm, I'm really grateful. Like, now I know what I was talking about. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my second question is... I promise I won't have a 30-minute story for that second question. <laughs> my second question is, what would you like to be known for? What would you like to be written or said about Gia? I would like to be remembered for being someone who influenced, influenced women in a positive way and who, even as a makeup artist believes that women are beautiful without any makeup on and being a person that taught women how to feel beautiful without anything on. Beautiful. And and you have a post about that, about not wearing makeup and you put yourself out there. Girl, it was like one of my time. One of my highlights of 2017. Yes, if you want to go stalk me on Instagram at Gia Despo, I posted a picture of myself without any makeup on. And for me, that was a really big deal because in the past, I've had very 
um, bad acne issues and went through rounds of medications and antibiotics and had my own big, big insecurities. I was a person who took foundation to the beach to touch up after I got out of the water. Like Imagine the women that do that now, that can see your post and be like, oh, what a relief. You know, because you've done that. So because you've learned those things, you're able to now use makeup to inspire women to not necessarily use it as a tool to be better. You're beautiful just as you are. Correct. You know, and that's beautiful that, that you have been able to express that message to women. And my last question is, what is one tip or advice that you would give to like 15-year-old Gia? What would you tell her? It's going to be a crazy ride, girlfriend, <laughs> and quit sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. It's been an amazing time chatting with you. And I would love for you to tell our listeners where they can find you. Yes. On social media. Awesome. So a blogger once told me when my handle was way too complicated that your handle should be the same absolutely everywhere. So my website is giadespo.com, my Instagram handle, giadespo.com, my Facebook, giadespo, and even my Venmo, giadespo, okay? Just We're in case. <laughs> Just in case. Oh, thank you so, so much for coming on. And guys, always remember to choose gratitude over fear.